This is Everyday Heroes uh, under the official Rob Glasser channel. This is the series that covers all the informational, educational, but still very fun topics. Now, let's jump in and explain how everything goes. Hello, everybody. As I mentioned before, my name is Rob, and this is the official Rob Gloucester Network. We're coming to you live from Everyday Heroes. This series, as I said at the beginning, covers more informational and educational things, but we always try to have a good time while doing so. And today is no different because we're going to talk a topic that I love a lot, but we don't like to do this alone. So anytime we can, we get our lovely guests, and this one does not come lovelier. It's the always awesome Victoria. Hi! That's my new name for you, just the always awesome. That's your title right there. Um, you don't need a better title I'll than that. Take it. That's the best. Um, all right, guys. So it is the end of the year, basically. And whether or not you are looking to spruce up for the holidays or you want to redo some things at the beginning of the year, uh, design trends everywhere, all over the internet, are coming up for the best 2023. So we're going to split up into three sections here. First, we're going to go over some of the more popular trends that are coming. Second, we're going to go over some easy things you can do for cheap or free at home. And then we'll end it with a little Q&A for us and kind of give our thoughts on our favorite ways to, you know, decorate and do all that good stuff. My hair is crazy. There you go. Um, okay, so jumping in and all the info as usual is on the uh, chat here. So if you guys miss anything uh, on replay or live you can grab the article there. This first one comes from thespruce.com, a very well-known um, website for all things home, um, lifestyle, garden, decor, and everything else. The title for this one here came from an October uh, blog from this year, the 2023 design trends that we already have our eyes on. So we're gonna go over a few, some that probably make more sense to us and see what you like a lot. Uh, the first one that I liked on here was nature inspired. Uh, this is a lot of using plants, a lot of using wood, and a lot of using what they call natural tones. Now, natural tones, from what I know from HGTV, are beiges and browns and whites and even some grays uh, as well. Nature inspired isn't new. But not everybody's jumped on the bandwagon yet. So I believe the reason why they're calling this newer or at least another new trend is probably because we're really trying to get people into this type of deal. Um, now, you and I have talked about having outdoor gardens and actually talked about having plants on the inside. Um, I know for a while you were in, uh, in Hawaii, which basically is surrounded by foliage and everything. Do you find there's a difference between using what's already there to add or having to start new in a country or a state that probably isn't known for their scenery? Oh, so, um, <laughs> not to well, put I, you on the I'm spot or anything, but you know. Um, thanks, thanks, thanks. Well, when I moved from Hawaii, I moved to Denver, Colorado. So I moved moved to mountains so i went from one scenery to another version of scenery so just uh, and i'm not sure if i've lived anywhere that didn't have scenery but just different kind greenery and in nature 
uh, I've definitely lived in, in some places. I, I live in Texas where it's um, much more desert, much more. That's where we are here, um, basically, yeah. So, you, you know, and, it, and it's always interesting, but we never live from, you, you know, it wasn't that, it wasn't that far from, you know, a different climate. It was hard to think about it. But, yeah, it, it's like as we moved and as we did different things, we do this because this won't grow here or this will grow, grow here or might vary what flowers we grew what vegetables we grew might vary because of where we what plants we grew in the house sometimes you could some plants were hardy enough that as long as you had sunlight water and some care you could make it live anywhere but be mindful of because of the amount of sunlight or the type of sunlight or that's in the air or the pollution. I've lived in some big cities and there's some things that definitely didn't like. like. So yeah, that's actually an interesting thought. I never thought about it that way. But so, and there are things that you do differently um, both now and in temperatures. You know, when you live a mile high, it's very different when you live at sea level. Very Right. So some of the examples that they used for natural would be baskets, plants, and wood tables, specifically live edge. Or some people use uh, stumps that may be from a dead tree and refurbish that into something. The big call here is the word sustainability. And that's really what comes of this natural decor. Because if you can use things that you might have in your backyard, whether you are in a desert or a forested area, you're going to be able to not only repurpose, but also not have to have so much extra garbage because you're already, you already have the supplies. Now, I watch a lot of, I said HGTV, and one of them I like, Fixture the Fabulous, the, the husband does a lot of woodwork, and he, and every time a tree falls in their backyard, he grabs it in, he chops it up, and he saves it for future uh, builds. So it's something like that. That's kind of where the nature comes in. Um, what's another one we like? Okay, so another one I like here kind of showing is the Art Deco. Not a thing for everybody. Obviously, this was a big deal for the 20s. That's when it was a thing. But Art Deco seems to kind of come and go. And while there's not really a specific definition that I found that works for me, it's really using the patterns and kind of the really vivid colors to spruce up your room. The good thing about this would be for those who like to stand out on their walls. Um, the negative side might be is if you do like more natural muted colors, the Art Deco may be a little much for the eyes, depending on how you do it. But um, I'm sure there's probably ways to not make it so in your face and still make it functional. So I'm going to say not necessarily for me. Are you of any Art Deco fan or is that kind of a no-go for you as well? I love Art Deco. I love it in architecture from an aesthetic point of view. Um, to me, there's uh, my home because I'm too much of a homie and a fangirl. So for me, me, it just I love to visit buildings and I love to look at things that 
our art deck. That perspective, but not in my own home. Okay, fair enough. So we are in agreement that that is probably not going to be for us personally. Another thing on here that I didn't think about, but I guess it also goes along, is the trim that you might put on your windows or your doors. They call it exciting. Um, and I guess that's kind of an operative word to whatever you feel is exciting, but really another word for that kind of contemporary stuff. But it is something to think about because most of the time, and again, I'm in rental right now, so I don't have the ability really to do too much. So, you know, when I do look at these things, I look at what I can do for my space. But this is interesting. And I never thought about it because, you know, I'm looking at my windows and my doors. It seems the norm. And I think it's what I'm used to. So to me, I wouldn't really expect to do anything else. Um, but I guess maybe if you're in, you know, you're, you're, it's your home and you want to change up the look and maybe give your rooms a little bit different, you can find decorative uh, designs for your windows, your doors or whatever. Um, I would say if I could do that in my, and it was my home, I'd probably maybe go for it if I found the thing. I like what I've, what I've been in before, so I've never had the thought of changing it. But I would say that if I, you know, if I felt like doing so, what do you think? Would you switch up your, your decor like that or is it not necessity? I think that if I didn't like what was in my house, I might switch it up. For me, it works. Um, houses built uh, like in the craftsman style, and I like where they have. I, I know there's an official term for it, but I feel it's like almost like a chunky wood kind of windows and the doors, and I like the way that feels. Um, so, some of that would be kind of cool. So. Um, depends on the house I would be living in, like the house I'm in now with what we have, it fits. So I, I wouldn't change it, but if I was in a different house, I might want to, I might want to spice it up. I might want to feel like it needs something else. Right. So I think it really just depends because you also don't want to add a texture to the house aesthetically. Because you wouldn't add Art Deco if the house is built craftsman because off kilter. And and even if you didn't understand architecture, it's kind of like when when some people mix, you know, plaids and and I know some people love that. But to me I look at it and I'm like, something's off. Something's (laughs) (laughs) But what do I know? Ah, what do you know? Um, all right, so we're going to do a couple more from here. Um, the second to last one that I like was soothing pastels. So I do like kind of general tones, whether it's the grays, the whites, the beiges. I'm not opposed to like a dark black, but as I've seen on TV, too much of the same paint color, dark color, really does kind of close in. So I do like the lighter colors. Um, I wouldn't be opposed on, you know, a blue or a green if it was faded. I don't want, obviously, too bright just for my physical and mental triggering. I'd want something more neutral. But I could see how if you do a pastel blue or a light green, you could probably go with it. And again, and I always go back to the shows that I watch because that's where I learn from. But really, it's how much you do and how little you do. You know, the, at the beginning of a lot of the shows, the, you know, the customers are always like, well, you know, it's a lot. And the, the builder or the designer will say, well, let's do this. Let's kind of give you partway and then give you the rest here. And when you see the end result, you go, 
that's exactly what I was thinking of because you get the feeling, but it's not so much. So I would say pastels or light colors in this case would be great. And again, I know it's kind of the more boring tones, but I think for my, my visual triggering, I think I need muted. I think if I were to walk into a house and it was too bright or too patterned, I think it would be an overload of the senses. So what do you think? Most of my house is actually a white with a blue undertone. So depending on the time okay. of day, like the, the palest of blue, as a matter of fact, you're not sure if it's blue or not, or it looks okay. like a, the, the room I'm in now, my home office used to be my son's room and it's painted stitch color and stitch. So this is the dark wall. This is the dark wall and turquoise blue of his body and the other side of it is the light turquoise blue it just this was the accent wall but this was as dark as we went in the house as it was like so okay we'll, we'll do an accent wall we didn't want to do the whole room in that color hugely dark color we just felt like that would close it in too much so do one waller but we were like okay we didn't want to go any darker than this any darker than this we didn't think we would like felt like it would, would be just too somber and although i like a good dark in a lot of things i don't like it in my paint not not right. maybe if i had bigger rooms i sure. might i might do a, a huge really dark color um the master bedroom is big and we have a dark um purple but it, it's not even that dark it's not like the blacks it's not like the deep red uh, deep purple right. because again it's not that big of a room so i just i fit so for, for me i'm like with you i'm like i don't want anything that makes me feel like i'm just something that that right, exactly. brings happiness and joy and light you want to feel really comfortable well. in the room definitely now, the last one on here, we kind of already brought up with the sustainability, but they also uh, recommend of the reusing and upcycling as well. So we're not going to go too deep into it because we've already talked about a lot, but that's another way to do things as well. And that really just comes down to your personal taste, whether you are going to design a chair or a couch with leftover fabric or wood, whether you're going to make a picture frame from by yourself, whether you're going to, you know, take a lamp stand and change up the, the the top of it with something. It's a great way to go about doing it. And I would think that since you're doing it and it's, it's you, you actually can say, hey, you can take pride in knowing that when somebody goes, oh, what a cool thing. You're like, hey, I made that. And I'm like, really? You know, so it's a really cool way to do it. So if you guys want to see more of them, the uh, list is up there. Uh, both of our cats are in our rooms now. I know. Um, moving cats on. are like, really? So moving on to stylecaster.com, this is the link we're pulling from. They have 20 easy home decor items to make your space feel new. We're not going to go over all 20, obviously, but we're going to go over just a few that I think are pretty easy to do and you might even have around the house. The first one I always go to because this is super easy and most people have leftover pillows. They say use throw pillows to spice up your seating, but I'm going to add on to that saying anywhere that you probably don't have a pillow, throw one or two on there depending on the size of the couch. If it's a one seat, put one. If it's a couch, maybe two. And of course, on your bed, if you have the space, 
put, you know, maybe three or four. Most people will have some leftover pillows, usually with funky designs. And this is the one time where I think a design is okay because it's not so much, it's just kind of the pillow. Or if you don't, a place like Target or Walmart has a, a slew yes. of very inexpensive, or if you want to go, you know, nicer, Pier One, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, you can get all this stuff really, really simple. Um, and I like this one a lot. I talk about this one almost all the time when we do home decor, because really, if you don't have one, you can pick them up. And if you do have one, it's kind of a redecorating on a regular basis, right? Because you can just say, hey, yeah. this has been here for a couple of weeks. Let's throw it in the other room, see how we feel. If you don't like it, put it back to where it was. So this one is super, it's also really super cheap, fresh. Cheap to buy. So it's like, you know, I'm feeling green today. Let's Let's throw green on there. What the exactly, heck? right? It's Christmas. It's Halloween. I've done that where I've gotten different holiday slip covers, and it's like, okay, here's the here here's the Christmas one. Here's the Halloween. Here's the one. Right. <laughs> so the next one up here, create an accent wall. And again, this is something you can probably do by yourself because you probably have enough photos or maybe posters like I do. All you're doing is basically picking a spot and decorating it with your thing. For me, for the office, yeah. I decorate it with my with my fandom stuff. For the uh, stairs right now where we are, we have those photo tiles that you can stick and restick. And up the stairs, we have pictures of us. We have pictures of the pets. And that's how you do it. An accent wall takes very little time and really no tools other than maybe some push pins or a nail if you need to. And that's that. The next one here, invest in a furniture focal point piece. This can kind of be as you please. If you have a large a house, maybe you're going to want more than one. If you have a smaller area, like an apartment, maybe you just have one. And again, it doesn't have to be expensive, guys. It could be something like a really cool uh, table in your living room. It could be a uh, a stand where you put your shoes, you know, at the front door. It could be anything, and you really don't have to spend too much money. You can get a lot of the stuff maybe between 10 and 20 bucks, and that's your focal point. And the focal point really is just when people come in, they're like, oh, that's neat, and you kind of can talk about it. And most of the time, you know, if you look hard enough, you'll find something that's not normal, and you'll actually have a very cool piece. Um, another one that I love here, and I think you'd appreciate, and my mom does too, Storage pieces that double as decor. Yes. So again, um, stands, shelving that goes under the couch, um, those TV stands that have all of those holes in there, anything that you can double as a place to keep things, especially if they have the, uh, the doors that close so you can hide all the, the stuff that you don't want to see. It's a great way to do it. I even go as far as saying for my dog's toys, we have a basket that actually has a cute saying on it, and it's made out of a really cool fabric. So if you didn't know that's where the toys went, it just looks like a really cool basket to put. Again, you know, you might want to go a little more expensive on here to get something durable because it's going to store. But even if you don't, a place like Big Lots that has a lot of stuff that's usually on discount, yeah. you can get furniture sets and storage units for under a hundred bucks usually. And 98% of the time they're, they're pretty reliable. So, you know, again, it, it's one of those things that my mom always tells me, get quality over, over, you know, uh, price. If you're going to keep it for 20 years, buy a machine or buy a decor that's going to last you yeah. a while, right? You don't want to keep spending more money. Um, 
All right, so come on, thing. Um, all right, so we're just going to do one more here because my computer seems to be making weird <laughs> noises. Um, opt for floating shelves. And this is actually a great way to do decor easily. Nice. You can pick this up everywhere. A lot of times when I watch uh, home improvement shows, a lot of people go, we don't want uh, cabinets. We want floating shelves. Very easy to install usually. And if you don't want to, you can usually get the guys from the home improvement store to come and do it for you. But it's a nice little aesthetic and a nice way to kind of spruce it up. Um, so I know we're cutting a little bit shorter than usual, but just my computer's being weird. So those are a few things if you want to do that. Um, I know we're going to go over a couple of things we like. Is there like one thing that you like for home decor? For me, it is always storage because like I love books. Okay. And and I love I, – I, when I – do, when I have and movies and LPs and games, I love storage and I love yes. usable storage and, and I love storage that's durable. For many years, I, I bought them off of a friend and, and they're actually real wood. Yeah, you know, I'm not this anymore. Um, so they, they may even predate me. Um, I'm not, but I love good pieces of storage that last for and <laughs> sorry my cat's starting to investigate it. um and when you have those good those good solid storage pieces anything else flow so much better all right. Well, I just want to shout out one of my viewers. I appreciate it. Loving my videos. We got much more videos coming. So keep all the awesome comments there. We appreciate you. Me. I love that name. That's pretty funny. Um, for me, I think I'd agree. I think storage, but more importantly, anything that's well-made. You know, usually I don't want to spend too much, but if I'm going to buy like a machine, yeah. like let's say a washer and dryer or a, uh, a desk that's going to last, I want it to be quality. So I will look at places that have good stuff. But I definitely like the storage, but I definitely would recommend if anybody's going to redo anything, pick a good quality for the big stuff. I'm not talking the little knickknacks, the big things, your, your desks, your tables, your appliances. Things you want to last a long time. Exactly. Think about it and, and, and plan a Exactly. All right, you guys. So we are so appreciative that we got our guest on today. Uh, we may ever get her back later on as well. We're going to talk some books later. So that's going to be pretty fun. If you haven't yet, go to the official Rob Glasser on YouTube and Twitch. Hit that subscribe and hit that bell. You'll be notified anytime we go live. As always, anywhere podcasts are sold, you can find her Disneyverse, Mark Who 42, and the Disney Librarian and click those things. Oh, my mom says hello to you as well. So there she is. Um, all right, you guys. So if you weren't able to join us live, you can pick this up on replay. Thank you for everybody who was joining us live. As always, guys, we appreciate your support and thanks for watching. Bye, guys.